0: This is Patrick Rao, Director of Strategy and Research for Natural Gas Intelligence. Now, welcome to NGI's second quarter 2020 Mexico and Latin America earnings conference call Takeaway Podcast. Now, admittedly, that's a bit of a misnomer, since these are actually takeaways from our standard North American energy coverage list, but several of the names in that group have exposure in Mexico and countries south, and the following is a summary of their discussions on that part of the world. This is actually one of four separate second quarter 2020 earnings podcasts we've recorded, with the other three focusing on general industry takeaways, shale and LNG respectively. Those should be available on the same platform you use to access this podcast. So I'll dive right in by noting that the big three oil field service companies all reported a major drop-off in drilling activity in Latin America in the second quarter because of COVID, and the numbers certainly bear that out. According to Baker Hughes data, total active rigs in Latin America fell from 179 in January to just 74 in July. Among individual companies, rigs in Argentina dropped from 47 in January to zero in April, thanks to a swift and decisive shutdown of drilling activity in that country. & Payne noted it's operating just one of the 20 rigs it has in Argentina at the moment. The rig count there did rebound to 11 in July, But that is obviously still a far cry from activity entering the year. Similarly, the rig count in Venezuela is down to just one since starting the year at 25 rigs. That's a result not only from the virus, but also from efforts from the U.S. to intervene in that market. Mexico and Brazil have been the two main Latin American countries that have continued to drill through the epidemic. And the rig count declines in those two nations has been much less subdued. Mexico went from 46 rigs in January to 38 in July, and Brazil currently has eight rigs in service after starting the year with 13. Now, unfortunately, that drilling activity has led to some elevated COVID cases in Mexico, as PEMEX has had more than 600 positive cases among its employees, and certainly our thoughts and good wishes are with them and their families during this difficult time. Overall, natural gas flows from the United States, And within mexico were fairly stable during the second quarter as kinder morgan reported second quarter gas exports to mexico across its u.s system were flat year over year and tc energy noted the 1.6 bcf a day of gas it flowed across its mexican pipelines during the first half of 2020 were roughly in line with that volume from the first half of 2019 longer term tc energy noted it remains comfortable with their investments in mexico and they do see the potential to increase conductivity in the country, as they put it, with an opportunity for them to increase asset utilization through connecting with additional power plants and additional industrial load. Coming back to the short term, U.S. gas exports to Mexico have been on the rise so far this quarter, this third quarter, now that Firmaca has reportedly completed its Guadalajara system. Since early July, U.S. natural gas exports to Mexico have consistently been above 6 BCF a day, and that's the first time that that's ever been the case. As a reminder, this is a second-quarter earnings conference call up podcast. And as noted before, there aren't too many publicly traded companies that have primary operations in Mexico. One such company, however, is Ianova. And they spoke at length about their proposed Anarchia Costa Azul export project. Both they and Total, one of the three main capacity holders at that facility, are clearly eager to move forward on this project. And the main thing holding them back at this point is just getting an export permit from the Mexican government. That's on hold right now because of COVID, but the company is hopeful they'll be able to receive that permit during the third quarter of this year. One bright side for Inova is that they do continue to be paid by the government, which accounts for roughly 50% of their customer base. And they further reported they are also getting paid by their industrial customers and for the renewable assets. So certainly good news there. As noted on our second quarter 2020 LNG takeaways podcast, TC Pipelines is planning a 495 MMCF a day expansion of its North Baja Pipeline to accommodate the feed gas requirements to Energía Costa Azul. And they've extended the deadline to f in and that to the third quarter to accommodate the uh, expanded deadline for Energía Costa Azul. Now, speaking of LNG... I'd like to highlight an article that was written by our friend Eduardo prud that we published in our Mexico Gas Price Index service last week. As many of you know, Eduardo, who is currently head of Gadex uh, Consulting in Mexico, formerly worked for Gas, and was responsible for setting up their current tariff system. Eduardo writes that Mexico President Andres Manuel López Obrador, or AMLO, to which he's more familiarly known, is investigating the possibility for Mexico to export cheap U.S. natural gas from two sites on the Pacific side of the country and another along the Gulf of Mexico that could send supply on down in South America. These projects could certainly provide a boost to U.S. natural gas demand and could quite possibly impact basis differentials in West and South Texas if those were to come to fruition. Now, if you are subscribed to NGI's Mexico Gas Price Index, first we thank you. And we also strongly encourage you to read that article. If you are not, but would like more information on how to become one, please go to our website at www.naturalgasintel.com podcast, where you can receive information about our other various services as well. That's all I have for today. On behalf of everyone at Natural Gas Intelligence, I'd like to thank you for listening. And we wish you all a safe and happy day. Take care and talk to you soon.